theyeshiva.net. Mitzay Shabbos, Be'ezer Hashem, Slichas. So before Slichas, we have a pre-Slichas Fabrengen or Kumzitz, 10 o'clock, Mitzay Shabbos in the tent, tent Gimel. Everybody is invited. It's for men and for women. They have a mechitza and for children. So please come and tell your friends or relatives that this coming Mitzay Shabbos, as we do usually every year. And also Shabbos Shuva, which is the Shabbos after Rosh Hashanah. We have a Shabbos Shuva Drasha in the afternoon at 5 o'clock, Shabbos afternoon. That's uh, also in the tent for men and women. So everybody is invited to that. Now in terms of this week, so Thursday morning I'm not here, but Friday morning we'll have a shear because I don't want to miss another shear. So this coming, this week, we'll have a, the next shear will be Friday morning instead of Thursday morning, same time, 7.45. Okay. Tonight and tomorrow happens to be Chai Elul, the 18th of Elul, which is the birthday of the Baal Shem Tev and of the Balatanya. They were both born on the same day, on Wednesday, Yom Revi, just like this year. Baal Shem Tev was born in the year Nachas, Hey Allah from Nachas, 1698, and the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, Tov Kof Hey, 1745. It's to say, Revi, Nitlu On Wednesday, it says Hashem hung in the sky, the two great luminaries, Shnei Maris Agdailam. So on Yom Revi, which was Yud Ches Okay, Everybody understood last year about Rebbe Lazar ben Derdaya? Ah, and Rebbe crying. You cried? Sometimes deep, deepest truths come from places that you don't expect them. Right? The Pasik says in Tehillim, Matsasi David Avdi. Tehillim Kapitel Peites. I found, I discovered David, my servant. Beshemen Kachi Meshachtev. So Chazal say, Heichel Matsasev. Where did I find him? I found him. He was lost. So the Chazal say, Bizdaim. I found David Amalek in Zdaim. You understand? Light and his daughters. David came from Rus. Rus was a Moabite woman. The Moabite nation came from Light's daughter, from a relationship between the daughter and Light, and the boy was named Mayav. And he fathered the tribe of Mayav, which included the princess Rus, who was the great-grandmother of David. So where did I find David? I found him in Zdaim. Over there I found him. You don't know from where inspiration and truth and authenticity comes from. It's not uh, always to be found in the expected places. Listen, there's, there's, a, there's a line that says in a lot of Svarim of Kabbalah, Ein toiv ra, ve'ein ra toiv. Which means we live in a world where you're not going to find toiv, wholeness that's not mixed in with some brokenness, and you're not going to find ra, Right, brokenness, which is not going to have in it sparks of toif, of goodness. You know, it's very few exceptions to this rule. You know, the question is, if, if one can access it, how one can access it, what's the best way to access it, if one l'chadchila goes there. So that's, uh, you know, that's a very good question. But uh, sources of wisdom 
and truth, or what Kabbalah calls nitzutzus, divine sparks, are everywhere. In fact, that's part of why we're in the world, right? To, uh, to find them and elevate them and extract them, beginning with ourselves. So, yeah. So that's why the Belazab and Derdaya, he got this, this nugget of, of inspiration, which wasn't just inspiration, it was transformation in the most unexpected place. Sometimes that's where, or to put it differently, she knew how to speak his language. If he would have sat at a, at a shear in Shul, <laughs> he probably sat, right? He was probably. She spoke his language. She tuned into him. You know what I mean? She, just one line. And I said at the end of the shir, there's a maimer from the Rebbe Rashab. He says, the Belazim and the was a pnimi. He wasn't a chitzen. Uh, there's an expression called pnimi and chitzen in chitzidus. A chitzen is somebody who lives on the outside, which means I just want to impress people. A people pleaser. So what I do and what I say is never what I do and what I say. It's what I think I have to do and I have to say in order to fit in, to flatter, to be accepted. A pnimi is somebody who cultivates a certain level of authenticity where actually when I'm communicating to you something, I'm communicating something that's internal, it's real. I don't live on the outside, I live on the inside. Yeah. The previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Rebbe Ayatz, Rebbe Yosef Yitzchak writes in one of his sikhs, that in the city he grew up in Lubavitch, in Belarus, with his father, the Rebbe Marash, and his, his father, the Rebbe Rashab, he said, the worst insult, the worst insult, you know, Russian, Russian language has some pretty hefty words when you want to insult somebody. I'm not going to repeat them here, but uh, they, they have mastered uh, much better than the, than the Brits or the English. You know how to tell somebody what you think of them. So if it's Putin or Zelensky, whoever... Uh, you know, it was in your way. So uh, he said that the biggest insult when in Lubavitch, the biggest insult was to call somebody a chitzen. <laughs> to say somebody is a chitzen was the worst insult. <laughs> you understand? Because uh, who you do, who you, a, it's inauthentic. So, uh, so he says that there's a pnimi. He was, he fought, fell very deep, but he was, he was a pnimi, he was authentic. In other words, he was trying to be true to his own form, whatever that was. It could be, you know, he was very mistaken and he was, uh, he fell down low. But that's why when she said it, when she said something to him that hit the spot, it hit the spot. A chitzen, you never hit the spot. I had an uncle, his name was Abshmul Levitin, great great uncle, so he once said, that a darshan, he says, every Jew does tshuva at some point. Besides one type of Jew, a darshan, a speaker. Why? So he said, because every Jew, yeah, once in a while before Rosh Hashanah, before Yom Kippur, at another point in the year, he sees up a good vart in a sefer, he hears something, and it touches him, he says, you know what? It's time for me to, uh, to become better. He says, but a darshan, when he hears a good vart, what does he think? This is gewaldic for the next drasha, right? So he doesn't have the ability to internalize. This is gewaldic for the next speech. So I once said that they once told this to a darshan. Somebody was once over and he said, you know, you're the only guy who can't do tshuva because anything you hear, you're thinking about your next speech. He says, you know what? That's a gewaldic vart for the next speech. <laughs> that a darshan can't do tshuva. So, uh, 
The point is, it's always on the outside, do you understand? I take it in in order to give it back out. The Blazim there was an element of Pneumius. When he heard something that touched him, ooh, it went, it went through and through. Boom, penetrated. So what was the main Nekudah, just to summarize, literally in a few sentences? The question in Siv Beis of the Maimetiku was, what's the mechanism of Tshuva? How does Tshuva work? And why does it work? I understand there's a concept of forgiveness. But if something is missing, if there was a flow missing, if every mitzvah is a limb of the king, like a limb, it accesses a divine energy, and that divine energy wasn't accessed, it wasn't accessed. If chas v'shalom, somebody is, is, is missing that limb, physically or spiritually, it's missing. If the mitzvah really represents that, how does tshuva change that? Or does it change it? So he brought in the Pasuk, right? And he explained, is double, plural. From the depths of me, I reach the depths of you. But for this, I have to go, from the oimek. The oimek is the depth, depth, much deeper than usual. Krasicha Hashem doesn't only mean I call out to you, God, but Krasicha, I reaccess the flow of Yudke Vavke, Bimamak. And the main point that he explained was that there's points in life where a person, a person's very conception of I breaks, breaks down. Sometimes I'm experiencing something that hurts, that's painful, that's difficult, but my soul can contain it. In other words, it's hitting upon some an identity that can deal with it. But sometimes that very that very dealer also falls apart. He says, and that's that was the truth of the blessed Daya, to the point that in his case it was physical. He didn't survive. He physically didn't survive. In other words, it was in the most real sense, in the most real concrete sense that his soul can't contain the experience anymore. Because the experience defied, it, it, trans, it challenged the very, very conception of I. And he says, a person sometimes experiences that type of pain where the heart cries to the point that words which are limited and finite can't contain it. It comes from a much deeper place than words. And then sometimes the soul can't contain it. In other words, my thoughts, my, my emotions, my identity can't contain it. And when Rebbe saw this, he started to cry. It brought him to that type of experience. He's going to explain. Mm-hmm. And he said, Yesh achas. Sometimes you're kaina, you're oilam, you acquire your world achas in, in, in one akuda, one care. So when this, so to speak, system of consciousness breaks down and is disintegrated, like what happens? Two things can happen. This mimamakim, this depth of depth. So you say that there's nothing left, the person falls apart. The Palatanya says that at such a moment, there's also the opportunity to reach into another oymek that's also beyond the regular, the regular ratzen, in Hashem also. This type of experience 
opens up a person to reach the divine in a completely different way. And that's what he's going to start explaining now, what this means. And he says, that's the Nekuda, why the Chazal said that where a Baltruva stands, nobody could stand. It's not an issue of quantity, he does more mitzvahs, he takes it more serious. The Lashon of the Zayr is, Moshchin le'bechei They draw him down with a different type of vigor. So it's a different type of energy that they're accessing. What does this mean? So this is what he starts explaining now, Vaha'inyan. We're holding page 107, and Tapit should say, Drushim Shoshana. Nun Dalit, column 2. In the middle of the page, the line starts, Bechela. It's probably around 15, 16 lines from the top. Vaha'inyan, Kirotzin Ha'elyan, Yeshle Beis Pchinas. Rotzin Ha'elyan, when you say Rotzin Ha'elyan means the divine will has two dimensions. What does he mean, two dimensions? Two general ways in which he talk about desire. Ha'alev ha'malubash b'chachma. One is rotsen that's manifested. It's enclosed. Malubash is like from the word levush. It's enclosed. It's dressed up and it's camouflaged. It's manifested through wisdom, through chachma. Shehi reishis we know Chachma is the beginning of what's called in Sifrei HaEmes and Sifrei HaKabolah. So this, the beginning of Ishtashlos, the beginning of the system. <laughs> the beginning of the system. Chachma, as we always say, is the epiphany, the first glimmer of consciousness, which later develops and becomes concretized. But that's Chachma, the first glimmer of awareness, which of course still needs to be developed. But that's in the divine system, it's called the beginning of Ishtashlos. Nasa Adam B'Tzalmenu Kid Musaynu. We're in the image of the divine by a person also. That's why in the ten spheres, it often starts off with the sphere of Chachma, which is the first glimmer of consciousness, the conception of I. That Ratzon, this Ratzon is Malubash and Chachma. In other words, it's channeled through Chachma, through, through wisdom, through some type of understanding. This Ratzin is accessed through Torah and Mitzvahs. Because Torah and Mitzvahs are Chachmah, we call it Hashem's wisdom. And every single Nekudah in Torah has it. It's an idea, there's an idea. Sometimes the ideas are very, very deep and the person's mind doesn't get it. But something you get, something. Somebody once said about Chumash, right? Everybody learns it. Nobody understands it fully, and everybody understands something. We learned before, mitzvah suches kavana. Every mitzvah has a chachma in it. Do I fully understand it? Do I understand 1%, 5%, 10%, pshat, remez, druj, sot? The Rizal says that every posik in Chumash has 600,000 interpretations. <laughs> so every mitzvah has 600,000 interpretations. And that's in pshat, and in remez, and in druj, and in sot, because every soul has its own interpretation. Rashi says in Shehashidim, in the beginning, that Tamei Torah, the reasons and the secrets of Torah, will be revealed through Mashiach. He's going to reveal Soi Tamei So there's layers and layers and layers and layers. Sometimes one mitzvah has so many different layers of reasons. There's the way the reason is in Asiyah, the way the reason is in Yitzira, the way the reason is in Briya, the way the reason is in Atzillus. If you'll Google, why, should we eat, why do we eat kosher? Or why do we put on tefillin? Or why do we keep Shabbos, right? 
one, one mitzvah can be explained on many different layers. In the writings of the Arizal, you'll find one type of explanation. In the writings of Don Yitzchak Abar Benel, you'll find a different type of explanation. In the writings of the Rambam, you'll find a whole different type of explanation. In the writings of Musa, you'll find different types of explanations. And it's all Tamim of Torah. So this is all, Torah and mitzvahs is the way Hashem's Ratzin is accessed through Chachma. Hashem's will that's channeled through Chachma, through awareness, this perspective, there's wisdom, it's called Chachma Baruch Any Nekudah in Torah you're learning, any Sugi in Gemara, any Mishnah, any Perik in Tanakh, any Sefer in Torah, Torah what is it? It's divine wisdom, it's a divine lens to look at the world. Everything. Even a question in Gemara, a raya in Gemara. It could be about a very technical topic. It could be about civil law. It could be a person damaging another person. Or it could be very abstract. It could be whatever it is. But it's an akud of Chachmasich L'Kadosh Baruch Hashem thinks this way, so to speak. Like we often learn, there's layers and layers and layers. What are you getting in that Chachma, right? You could just get the very concrete layer. Okay, this is a Svara. And the Svara goes deeper and deeper. We often, we, we split in the mind of a Samtikat Kachim Shesayach. The Alter Rebbe says, Toysvis, Rosh, and Ran say the same idea in different Oysias. And really, none of the Oysias capture the idea. The idea is a Svara Daka Ruchnis. It's a, it's a core spiritual transcendent idea that can be stripped further and further until you go deeper and you can get to Chachma Vatzilis. But that's the source. Chachma Sashla Kadosh Baruch. Who are the masters of accessing this Ratzon through Chachma? He says this is through Tzadikim Gemurim. Tzadikim Gemurim means truly truly righteous, good people, wholesome people who fulfill Torah and mitzvahs throughout their days, without, without, without missing a beat. The blueprint of life articulated by the Rebbeinu Shalom, they internalize, they embrace, and they live it. When he says here, Tzadikim Gemurim, he's not necessarily talking in Tanya, the level of a Tzadik Gemur is very, very deep level. But here he means, Tzadikim Gemurim means a Jew who's who's committed, so to speak, to God's blueprint of life, day in, day out. He also doesn't mean a person can't make a mistake and do tshuva. But the pattern of this person is that throughout the days of their life, just like physically, you have a person, they live a healthy lifestyle. A day is a day, a night is a night, right? The way they eat, the way they behave, the way they walk, the way... A person could live, you're in tuned with your rhythm, you're in tuned with your, with your own energy. Spiritually as well. I'm saying in Tanya, the level of Tzadikam is a very, very high level. I don't think that's what he means here. I don't think so. I'm not sure, but I don't think so. It doesn't sound like it. He's talking here about a person who's, who lives with the Ratzanalian. Vaz Vilder Eberster. In Yiddish, yeah? In every moment, yeah, there's a blueprint. How God sees this moment. What's the opportunity? What's the Ratzanalian in this moment? It's called a purpose-driven life. A, a, a worked-out person, a real person. It's not 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 hulalus, not hefkedus, not frivolousness, and not some uh, you know 
emptiness. So was noch? So this is rationalian. <laughs> but of course, the Alter Rebbe says there's something else. Vahabes. There's a different type of rats. Not a different type, different level. Habeis upchinas rotsin elyon shalamayla mayla mesederish talshlos. There's a rotsin elyon. There's a divine desire that's higher than chachma. It's higher than talshlos. It's higher than any system, any structure. Talshlos is divine structure, and structure always begins with chachma. I told you last time. We all have systems by which we function. Those systems can be damaged sometimes. Those systems can be wholesome, <laughs> at least theoretically. <laughs> that system begins with Chachma. That's a concept, and the concept always gives rise to everything that comes from that. Just like in the physical world, you start with a concept, and from the concept, the concept grows. It grows sinews, it grows bones, it grows meat, right? But it begins with a, with a, with, with a germ, with a germane concept, with a Nakuda. A child, it begins with a concept, a tipe, it's a nekuda, that's chachma. And then that chachma develops and builds. And that's the system. If you build a computer system, those of you who are computer uh, geniuses, right? There's a system. But the system is based on a chachma, it's based on a nekuda, on a concept, on a truth. That then gets built in to the point that it can be used by dummies too. Because they can't access the back-end program. They don't know the Nekudah Sachachma. But they already have the Kalim to access it. I don't know what happens when I type in in my email uh, address. I type in your email address, right? But something happens, yet yeah, works. That's the brilliance of all you guys who do that. We have a bunch of them here in the room. Brilliant programmers. If I would look at your back-end... It looks like just, it's worse than a chalant in terms of the beans and the concoctions. But somehow the email went, went through. <laughs> so it always begins with a chachma, then it develops. He says, there's a ratz in the alien that's beyond the shtashlos, completely. It's not manifested even in chachmila. Chachmila is what? The higher chachma, the divine wisdom. In Svarim of Kabbalah, already Zoya, there's an expression, Galgalta, the skull, Gulgoilus is the skull in Aramaic, Galgalta, the Chafya, which hovers over the brain. The brain is contained in the skull. So the brain represents Chachma, he's going to say, what do I mean? Chafya, Galgalta, the Chafya, Chafya is from the word Chafya, it hovers over, it covers. Alderech mashul, just like in a person, the gimel chalale de galgalta, hey mishkan chachma bina vedas. There's three spaces within the skull, three parts of the brain that parallel to the faculties of chachma, bina, and das. In other words, regions in the brain. They're called gimel chalale de galgalta. Three regions in the chalal, in the empty space within the skull, in the brain. But then there's etzem ha-chayfefalamaychen. There's the, there's the etzem, the bone, the, so to speak, that covers over the brain. She'enoi mishken ha-maychen And that's not where the intellectual experience will be dwelled and manifested. Hu adikre galgalta. That's called the gulgoilus. That's on top of the brain. 
you have in Kabbalah an expression, you have the mayach, the brain, and then you have kruma, the membrane, it's krum, and then you have what's called kruma davir, you have the space, the tiny little space between the brain and the skull, you have the skull itself. So already in Sifriya Kabbalah, it's at each one of them, it's not, nothing over there is any, every nikud of the brain and what's around the brain is a keli for a different energy. So he says, there's the Galgalta. There's a rotzen that's far beyond being manifested in chachma and in bina and in das in the parts of the brain. It's called above, the Galgalta. In Kabbalah it's also called keser, the crown. Because the skull is like the crown, right? The king or the, now it's the king, used to be the queen. The crown, the royal crown that sits above the head. It's called keser. Now the physical crown is just a physical crown on top of your head. Here it's not on top of your head. It's also in your head. But the point is, it's not in the head. It transcends essentially the whole experience of Chachma. That's called Galgalta. What, what is Balatanya saying? Whenever you talk about desire, if you talk about the explanation of the desire, how the desire translates into an idea, that's not pure rotsun. That's already diluted rotsun. It's powerful, but it's not pure rotsun. Pure rotsun, raw, naked desire, by definition, completely transcends Chachma bin Adas. Or to put it differently, now you have to understand, in, this generation, in his generation to say this was not simple. If you have an explanation why you want something, it's already not what you want. <laughs> it's already the ruts in the way it's, it's camouflage. You say, I want because, 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 and it makes perfect sense. You want it, but that's not, that's one level of ruts. There's a deeper level of ruts, and you may call it primal. It's at your core. And over there, it doesn't need chachma. It doesn't have chachma. It won't manifest itself through chachma. It won't manifest itself through any levush. And that's the pure, naked, raw, vulnerable desire, ratzim, that is beyond any garment that has an explanation, that has a chachma to it. To put it in simple English, if you're talking about what you want in life, as long as you're talking about why you want it, it's not what you want. You understand why? Or, but that, that itself, I'm asking you to understand why. If you understand why, it's not good. <laughs> Chachma is big, but Chachma is a layer. Chachma is an aspect. Chachma is a shtalshlos. Chachma is beginning of systems. The child, the child's ratzim, sometimes it comes out in children the way they cry and scream. Yeah. You, you talk to the child, but I'll explain to you why you shouldn't want it. When you're 50, it's a joke, yeah, the child looks at you, I'll explain to you why you don't want it. But when you're 40, 50, 60, it's still a joke. For that child, the explanations, mamish, don't matter. You hear? Now, this is not so easy to hear, because the vocabulary of Judaism for so many begins with Chachma. The Alter Rebbe says that's not where it begins. <laughs> It begins with Ratzin. It's very far beyond Chachma. 
generally in our culture, and it produced so many blessings, it produces geniuses and Nobel Prize winners and Lahavdil Goine Oilab, it's always Chachma, right? Lama de Mazbazan. Using your brain. And we often think, I'll sit you down on my couch and I'll explain to you why you shouldn't feel this way. How much does that help? You tell yourself it helps, Emma's, but how much does it help? You have to know the vocabulary of Ratzin that's higher than Chachma. It's a different vocabulary. In fact, it's not a vocabulary. No, but it's the same for everybody, that just like by Hashem, there's a Ratzin beyond Chachma that's called Galgalta. So here the Alter Rebbe says an unbelievable word. Who accesses the Ratzin through Chachma? The Tzadikim. Yeah? How do you access the Ratzin beyond Chachma? This Ratzin is what comes out in the whole Avoida of healing, of transformation, which happens through the breakdown of the system. Why? If Hashem has this Ratzin, we also have this Ratzin. Remember, it's a mirror image, but Salmenu. There's Ratzin Elyon in the soul. So there's the Ratzin in the soul that comes through Chachma. And then there's the Ratzin Elyon in the soul that's beyond Chachma. And it's beyond what my soul can contain, can carry. You know why? Because my very, listen to this, because my very concept of I starts with Chachma. So when this Ratzin meets the I, it's like, oh, O-M-G, oh, 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 oh. The soul has a concept of self. That concept of self is called Chachma. Anybody here has a concept of self? Do you know what that looks like? It's self-conceptualization that always begins with Chachma. Now sometimes it's amazing, it works amazing. In the case of the tzaddik, to use contemporary language, the case of the tzaddik is the case of the healthy person. Their self-conceptualization is aligned with divine conceptualization. That's good. That's called harmony. It works. The system works. What happens when my chachma is damaged? When my self-conceptualization is damaged? In other words, my system is not working? What does that mean you have to go to therapy? Therapy helps. Some people go to therapy for 40 years. Yes, healthy tight to bankers. <laughs> so you go to a different therapist. Huh? Some people, I don't, I don't like to say this, but some people learn. The, the concept of a baltshuva is not just a concept like you say, he sinned, he did an Aved, he's doing tshuva. But tshuva is a, it's a, it's a, it's a way of life. It's a modality of life. It's when my system disintegrates and I have to find my oimek halev that's beyond what I knew about myself. It's very hard because you let go of everything. 
And in that surrender, you have to go back to your primal rotsen. And in that, Alter Rebbe said, you know what you touch? You touch the divine rotsen that's higher than Ishtashlis. You touch the rotsen of Hashem that's beyond any structure. He says that's called Ru'usa Deliba. Ru'usa Deliba is the Aramaic expression for Ratzayin Halev. Ru'usa Deliba. Ru'usa Deliba is the pure, pure, pure desire of the heart without any dilution. Without any diluted, it's not diluted to the, even an iota of it is not diluted. It's pure desire, which could sometimes look like chaos. It could look like chaos. It's not chaos, it has its own rhythm. But it's beyond rhythms that we're familiar with, because it's beyond Chachma. So it's beyond rhythm. It has its own internal makeup, but its makeup is not one that we're familiar with, because it's beyond structures. Through this, Ratzin, which is beyond Ishtashlis, that's now revealed in their soul, only in the soul of Balshuva. In the Tzaddik, what's revealed? The Ratzin alien that's filtered through Chachma. Because he's a good guy. The system is aligned with the divine system. His life is a mirror of Ishtashlis. But the Balshuva, where everything went haywire... My life disintegrated. I don't even know who I am and my soul can't even contain the pain. In other words, my system is shattered. At this point, I can touch my own rutsen, my own pure, 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 pure desire in the most primal, primal sense. What happens? I open myself up now to the pure source of Ishtashulus to the source of everything, to the infinite, undefined, primal, divine desire, Kavayachal. So what happens, he says? So all the voids and all the blemishes, you're talking about in terms of tshuva, the person didn't do all these mitzvahs, so all this flow of energy is missing, it all gets filled up. Why? He says, the mitzvahs are rooted, its foundations are in the mountains of holiness, which is Chachmelah. And you missed that. You didn't get that. You have a river. And the river is flowing beautifully. But what's the source of the river? A wellspring. A spring. There's a subterranean spring. A spring under the earth. And that spring, like many rivers, it feeds. It feeds the cavity of the Nar, and it's a beautiful, beautiful river. It flows, we enjoy it, we swim in it, we look at it, we hang out by the river, you drink pina colada at the river, etc. One day, the river dries up. Why? So you take a look, and you see, because the Mayan is not flowing anymore. (laughs) There was an interruption, such an interesting muscle. So what do you do? He says you have to dig, you have to dig to a much deeper place in the well. The wellspring dried up on one level, but not on another level. But you don't know that level. So he says you have to go much deeper into the Mayan, into the source. You can't deal with the river. The river is just reflecting the source. The source dried up. So you have to go much deeper, and then suddenly, boom, is there a, 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 a burst 
a burst of water, and then the river will fill up also. What's his marshal? Kach. The Baal gets to the source of Torah Mitzvahs. He gets to the Ratzin that's the source of Torah Mitzvahs. The pure Ratzin beyond Chachma. He digs the well to a much deeper place. So what happens? It bursts out and the river gets refilled. So all the Bgamim, all the blemishes that was missing because there was an interruption in the flow now gets refilled from where? From the source of it all. From the source of Ratz. Not Krasicha, I call out to you. Hey, Krasicha, I access you. You know when you call somebody, they come over, right? Please, Yankel, come here. Krasicha, I call out. Because the ultimate source was exposed. And when that source gets exposed, it's like nuclear energy, nuclear spiritual energy. <laughs> when that nuclear spiritual energy comes out, it refills every gap in the river. So, from the mamakim krasicha, I can access, re-get the flow of yud and hay and vav and hay, which represents sishtalshalus. We learned yud is chachma, hay is bina, vav is midas, hay is malchus. But my yud kevavke was gone. That's that's what it means. The, the, it's gone. It's missing, right? The aver is missing. Ramachivaram the malka. But you went to that place. When Rebbe saw this, Rebbe said, Bacha Rebbe. He started to cry. This was something that Kivayachal, it changed Rebbe. It transformed Rebbe. And he said, Yesh yesh Rebbe was a Tzadigamur, the Tzadigamur here and beyond. And here's Elazar ben Derdaya, right? Achas. He was Koina everything. How? I don't understand. <laughs> And he died, he was, and not only that, the Baskel called him <laughs> How does that happen? This, this transformed Rebbe. Rebbe started to cry. Rebbe became a Baltruva at that moment. When do I cry? I cry when my system can't contain it. When do you start crying? People get very emotional, sometimes very happy. Very happy moment, you start crying. It says in Zoe, where Rabbi Akiva would say, Shirashidim, he would sob. Shirashidim is not a sad book. Crying doesn't mean necessarily I'm sad. Crying is something that the regular system doesn't contain in a comfortable fashion. You'll say, this is overwhelming. It touches me in, in, in a deeper place. Yosef keeps on crying when he meets his brothers. He meets Binyamin. We say, I got very emotional. Rebbe started to cry. Why did he cry? Because this broke his system in a good way. Whenever there is betrayal in a relationship, whenever there is betrayal to yourself, see, this is where tshuva is seen in its true colors. And as we often learn in the Kutatayda, truth is for everybody. Because we live in a broken world. Yeah? And somebody once told me, 
He said, nobody has perfect parents. Every parent in the world makes a mistake. Besides your parents, I know that. And then he added, and if your parents are perfect, then you really messed up. <laughs> in other words, we live in a world, it's like, you know, you talk about, you talk about pain of people. It's almost designed that at five, at five, age five, most children's, many children's hearts have been shattered at least one and a half thousand times. <laughs> there are dandelions and there are orchids. There are, uh, you know, highly sensitive people and different types of people, how we deal with it. But we live in a world where there's dissonance, where, where there's disassociation. And where the system does break and disintegrate. So the Alter Rebbe is telling you here that when that happens, it's an invitation to go beyond the system, to go beyond your own system. You have to get to your Ratzim. What's our path to get to our pure Ratzim? How do I even know about it? Only when I'm terribly disillusioned, or I'm terribly broken, or nothing works. And I just, like, like Rebbe Loza ben he, he felt so hopeless he was not. He was not. Make, he was not putting his life into a system anymore. We love systems, right? We all love systems. You know, you run a company. You want systems, systems, systems. People love systems in their yeshivas, in their shuls, in their corporations and organizations. Systems, and and the ultimate system is Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch is a system. Look at Shulchan Aruch. Erechayim, Yeridayev, and Ezer Hilchas Ashkamis Abayker, Hilchas Natilis Yadayim, Birchas Asheyatzar. Birchis Hashachar, Hilchis Tzitzis, Hilchis Krishma, Hilchis Tfila, Hilchis Brachis, Hilchis Mai Machroinim, Hilchis Natilis Yadayim, Hilchis Birchis Hamazen. I, I changed the system a little bit. Hilchis Birchis Aperis. Ah? You're calling it OCD. We're not calling it OCD. You're a scientist. What would happen if the atomic world would say, I'm not OCD anymore. We're not following the system. <laughs> the, electro, the electron is not revolving anymore. We know what's going to happen. What happens if one of my cells, the eight, you have 80 trillion, one of those cells, you know, I don't believe in systems anymore. Systems makes the world go round. Obviously, there's healthy systems and there's crazy systems. There's dysfunctional systems. There's uh, OCD systems. But the Nakuda is, we love systems. And Shulchan Aruch is the system of the good person, of the tzaddik. It's, it's God's blueprint for life. How you eat and how you sleep. How you have relations and how you have a marriage. How you wake up in the morning and how you go to sleep. It's a manual. Well, the manual doesn't tell you how to eat and to eat eggs or to eat cucumbers. But it's a manual to say that before you eat, you meditate. And after you eat, you show gratefulness. And you don't throw bread when you eat. And this is the way you bear this hilchas derecheres by a suda. Yeah, it's it's a blueprint for 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 a meaningful life, for a divine life. Of course, it could be it could become OCD chasrut shalom. But now we're not talking about that. Thing everything could be misconstrued. A person who wakes up in the morning and has a routine that builds his stamina and gives him a lot of energy. That's beautiful. You're not going to tell a person, disrupt that. Who needs systems? You're, you're OCD. 
Don't, 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 don't exercise in the morning. Eat pizza instead of cucumbers in the morning. It's going to do you very well. Go to the bris and eat up the cheesecake. It's not chachma. It's a it brings depression. It, 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 it invites less of me to life, not more of me. So we have to know what systems are. There are systems that are, that are, that are amazing. You, you, you walk into, you go into a store or a company and there's, there's a system and it's a machai. Everybody knows what to do, right? A symphony has a system. MS, the body has a system and we're very grateful that the body has a system. Illness means when that system breaks down. The same is true spiritually. And yet, and yet, we often live lives in which we make so many mistakes, in which we lack awareness. To the point that sometimes I look at it and there's so much pain and there's so much regret and there's so many wounds that I don't recognize myself and I can't recognize myself. And I almost lift up my hands. Bachar Rebbe, Rebbe Lazar his his soul expired in his tears. And Rebbe said, that moment he touched the source of everything. He didn't need the system because he went to the source of the system. I mean, you go to the source of the system, you can get all the water even though you didn't work through the system. He says, that's what Shuvah is. That's why it's called Shuvah, which means you're returning. You're going back to the place of Ratz and beyond Chachma. It's like you go to the back end of the Boire before the Bria. You touch the Boire higher than the Bria. Yeah. It's very conscious. It could be, it, sometimes not, but it could be on the conscious level because the Ratzin that Lamaila Mehachachma, he says it's Mizgala Benafshab. It comes out in a person's soul. Sometimes you, we can even have an emotion. All I have is my desire. I don't have anything else. Yeah, but, but, but here the Ratzin is very good. It's always very good. Because this Ratzin that mirrors Hashem's Ratzin is, is, is Dvekas, it's the ultimate connection. Yeah, I just wouldn't use the word his rutzen is evil. Today we understand it much uh, with more clarity. I would say he doesn't know who he is. He's trying to survive. He has a lot of coping mechanisms. He has a lot of coping mechanisms to cover up for the fact that the system is very wounded. So that's what we do. We make believe we have a system. <laughs> Truva means when I say, you know, I don't have a system anymore. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with systems. It's a very vulnerable moment because you give up everything you know about yourself and that's the hardest thing. I walk into a place, I have a shtel, this is me, this is me, this is my soul, this is my identity, especially if you have a little dosage of self-confidence, Right? What happened to Rebbe Lezab and Dudaya was there was not an akuda of I that remained. Nothing remained. And when all that fell apart, what came out? The I that's higher than I. In Chesidus that's called higher than Eshtashalos. The I, when you lose that I, you don't lose everything. You suddenly find everything. Here's the klal. From nothing, you find everything. Because nothing is not nothing. Nothing is no thing. When you go into no thing, you have everything. You hear? A thing is a thing. It's called yesh. We're talking healthy. We're not talking bad. We're talking about the Hashem. 
When I disintegrate into nothing, no thing. So there's no thing. So what do you touch? You touch pure Ratzin in the person. Sometimes what comes out is the purest, purest core of a person's desire that has no, it's not camouflaged by sophistication. It's not camouflaged by brilliance. It's not camouflaged by reasons. It's not camouflaged by intellectual justifications. Beautiful music. It's not camouflaged. Bach, Rabbi Bach the Mozarts. There's no, there's no, there's no intellectual sophistication, right? There's no beautiful and as bad. I, I don't make the with my hand anymore. So what, what, what's, what's left? What's left? So often you feel you're left with nothing. He said, you're not left with nothing. You're left with that which is higher than Ishtalshalus. And that which is higher than Ishtalshalus accesses Hashem's Ratzin that's higher than Ishtalshalus. That's what the Baal touches. Huh? Unadulterated truth. Unadulterated truth. And over there, there's a tremendous source of comfort. Because it's not a comfort that comes from a superficial comfort. It's going to be all right. They'll figure it out. Uh, you didn't make any mistakes. So that's not so bad. <laughs> that's called Nechumim Shel Hevel. It's steering. Somebody once said, there was a philosophy, he says, when you stare at the abyss long enough, it starts staring back at you. Right? Those of you who stared at the abyss long enough, you know what that means, right? Start staring back at you. But here there's a deeper Nakuda. When I could come face to face with my own abyss, in other words, where Hishtalshalus disintegrates, and it's like this bottomless pit. So now I ask the question who am I? What, what is there? What is left? And he says, then you'll find something that's beyond your Chachma. It's in the Galgalta. It's the Chafya al It was never conscious. It didn't have to be conscious. These things are not so conscious. It's the most primal, primal space of the inner child that touches the primal space of the Rebbeinu Shalalem, Kivayachal. And if that starts flowing through your heart, if I become open to that, so paradoxically, all the blemishes get refilled from that water of the spring. Not because I did everything right. Not because I didn't make any mistakes. But there's a light that comes from the source of Torah Mitzvah. In a person's life, you see, that uh, very often there is an element of uh, betrayal. And I can ask you for forgiveness, and you could even forgive, but the B'gam was missing. The B'gam was missing. The B'gam was there. In other words, what's missing was missing. And nothing could bring it back. Nothing could bring it back. Here in this Maimi's Mechadish, or Megali, reveals that that's also not true. The facts may be true. This was missing, that was missing, that was missing, that was missing. 
But this type of tshuva brings you to a place that's at the source of everything. The reason what makes it missing is it's a chachma that comes from Ratzin. But you go to the source of that. It's almost like I give you the, the secret code that is the source of everything else. So automatically everything gets filled up. It's hard to articulate in words, but you see it in a relationship also. Sometimes there's a relationship, the relationship was very flawed because people were working with their hands tied behind their back. They had a lot of wounds and they could only access certain parts of themselves. So there was no flow, everything dries up. The only way the river could flow is if it's connected to the Mayan, it's connected to the spring. It's not connected to the spring, it dries up and then the spring also can dry up. The spring is like the Chachma that accesses the Ratzin and there's an interruption. It's extremely powerful because in contemporary language this is really the essence of emotional disassociation. In other words, what does a healthy person mean? What does a, I don't know, is there such a thing? But what does a real healthy person mean? And the answer is integration. Everything works together. We all have parts. And the parts work in unison. What does a healthy company look like? What does a healthy corporation look like? The answer is, there's parts and they work together, right? They help each other. They communicate with each other. What's the worst thing that happens in a company or in an organization? You do your thing, I do my thing, we don't even communicate. After a year, we stop looking at each other. You know those types of organizations? After 20 years, the paralysis and the levels of dysfunction are beyond. You have sometimes schools that way, you have shuls that way, you have companies that way. It's complete, complete, like it's, it's infected through and through. In a body, chas v'shalom, when there's no integration between all of the moving parts of the body, that's very dangerous for the body. It's also true spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. And when the moving parts are not working together, you know, you have a choir. I was once in a choir when I was a kid, Ellie Lipsker's choir. In the middle of one of the songs, there was a fellow, a kid standing near me, and he started to sing another song. Now, it was in front of everybody. So, what's Titman? So, Ellie Lipsker of Hashem was trying to give him his eyes to make him realize that he's just singing another tune. It took him a while to get it. But what's the problem? <laughs> The problem is the power of a choir is you have distinct voices, but they're singing the same song. <laughs> when they're singing different songs, it's a choir. So we all have different parts in our brain, right? We're not made up of one brain. Like he says, Tlas, Chalola, De Golgalta. There's a lot of different parts, but they work together. So the Ratzin feeds the Chachma, and the Chachma feeds the Bina, and the Bina feeds the Das, and the Das feeds the Chesed and the Gvura, all the way to Malchus and thoughts and words and actions. So there's like an organism that's alive and functioning well. Then sometimes things happen to a person in their life for whatever reason and other circumstance. Now what happens? Certain parts stop functioning. Now they don't really stop functioning. They function, but they don't function anymore in harmony with other parts. Some parts go offline. Some parts go into exile in Gullus, like he often says in Lekut Some parts become completely eclipsed. Some parts become distorted. And now this chaos, it's like, uh, you ever read about what happened in the Titanic before it went down? 
when a ship is going, everybody sits in their place, and they're enjoying, right? This one is drinking a cup of wine, this one is drinking a cup of water, this one is sleeping. What happens when a ship is going down? This one jumps, this one is holding on to the wreckage, this one ran into a lifeboat, this one is hollering, this one faints. Why? Because my life is in danger. So what happens when your life is in danger emotionally or physically? What happens? The system goes berserk. Right? So we call it trauma. What's pshat? What happens? The parts are not working together anymore. There's no flow. There's no flow and everything becomes its own thing. That's an incredible description of how that works. And to some, then at some point it disintegrates and that can't function anymore. And he says, and then you reinvent yourself. From where? From the place of Rotson that is at your core which touches Hashem's Ratzin at His core, which is beyond the Shtalshalus, and when you tap into that space, the whole flow comes back and it fills up the whole system again, because you went back to that source. And you know you went back to that source. Everything gets refilled, but it's a very, very humble process. It's a humble process because there's no ego left. This is not done with ego. It's not done with self-consciousness. The Olam understands what we're talking about a little bit. Huh? It exists pre-birth, but even after birth, it emerges very often. You could often see in children, right? Their desires come out and they're very primal. They don't come with explanations. Of course. That's why the Gemara says, Kal Yom of B'tshuva. We should all strive to become tshuva. Tshuva is not just, I did something horrible and I ask forgiveness. That's also tshuva. But tshuva is a modality for life. It's, 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 it's a modality. It's the modality that breaks all the other models. And you don't say echtav ashuv. The Mishnah says you don't say, I'm going to destroy my life so I could do tshuva. <laughs> you don't do that, you know. I'll destroy my marriage so I can have a better marriage. Yeah, maybe, but you may end up with nothing, you know. I'm going to become sick so I can become healthy and appreciate my health, you know. I don't appreciate my health. Let me get sick. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the operating system, beautiful expression, the operating system of the tzaddik, the good guy, let's call him the good guy, Right? It's, it's exemplary. It's exemplary. We all want to learn from it. We want that operating system. You're right. It says that Mashiach is going to bring, make the tzaddikim also bali tshuva. So, so the operating system of the tzaddik is, 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 is glorious. It's extremely beautiful. And this Ratzin, this, this pure Ratzin that he talks about, is at the core. It's at the core. But I'm often completely unaware of it. You know, what, what, what does that Ratzin look like? Sometimes, if I'm not f- compelled by my life story to go there, I never go there. I don't know how to go there. I don't have to go there. And I remain in the world of Ratzin, that is always filtered through Chachma and condensed and channeled and limited through that. 
And that's where I am. Because that place of Ratzon beyond Chachma is very, very vulnerable. It's extremely vulnerable. But when a person does get in touch with that, when a person could really, really get in touch with that and embrace it and hold on to it and allow it to become a keli for Hashem's Ratzon because the two are always connected, it refills everything. All the voids, all the chesroinus, all the blemishes of all these years that we're missing. It's like this river has holes everywhere, no water. You know, and worms, and, 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 and bacteria gathered, and other things gathered, weeds, and, and all types of uh, thorns. In this void, in all of these gummim and chesroinus and blemishes. And boom, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like a, 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 a refill in, in a moment, it's like a transformation that brings you to the core of it all. And if it's at the core at all, you have every, everything. But not you have everything because I have everything. You have everything because you went away from a place of system and structure to a place of pure infinity. That's very vulnerable. Because <laughs> it's not something you can you know, show off on your resume. It's not something I can hold on to. It holds on to me. I don't hold on to it. The I has disintegrated. I don't hold on to it. That's the Balchuvah. I don't hold on to anything. It holds on to me. In other words, I become a conduit for it. It's a second mountain. It's a different experience. Kukuriku. That's Kukuriku. You know Kukuriku? The Balshamtav was davening. Yim Kippur. And uh, the Talmudim saw that he looked very stern. His his face was very... Um, his, it looked like his face was fallen. He was in anguish. So they davened stronger. And it was already later in the day. Musaf, Minchin, Ne'ila. And the Balshantav seemed very disturbed by something. Like his face was on fire. And nobody knew what's happening. But they saw, they could see on his face, that he was sensing something. And the Talmidim, who were very sensitive and great Jews, the Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov, some of them were Ga'inei Olam and big Talmidim Chachamim and big Tzadikim. He had really great people over there. Some of them had Shishim Giboyim. He had in his intimate group, in his Chavraya Kaddish, he had Shishim Giboyim, 60 Talmidim. The Magad had 120, but he had a 60. He had people of the, sta- of the stature of the Magad of Mizrich, of uh, the Taldus Yaakov Yosef, etc., etc. And Balshamta was still in anguish, and they davened, and everybody was trying whatever they can spiritually to, you know, to make a change, and nothing was happening. Anyway, there was a farmer's boy, a boy who grew up in a farm, and he was an orphan. He didn't have a family, and he didn't have an education, like many kids then. Maybe some kids today, too. But not everybody went to school, yeshiva. You know, they lived in farms in little shtetlach and. They owned taverns and inns. It was a very different matzav, you can understand. This is Eastern Europe, you understand. Ukraine of the Balshamtiv's days, 1700s, early 1700s, middle 1700s. passed away 1760. So there was a boy who grew up on a farm, but Yom Kippur, his, the Malabas who took care of him, brought him to Shul, because Yom Kippur, he went to Shul. There were no Shuls where they lived, but they went to the city, to the big city. The boy never learned how to read olive base. So he opens a machzer, but he can't read anything. He can't read Moida'ani. 
He can't reach Shema Yisrael. He can't reach Menasseh. He can't read. So he's looking and he opens it and he wants to say something, but he can't. And he sees everybody davening with such gusto and ecstasy. And the Baal Shem Tev. So what does he do? He knew the language of chickens. He grew up with chickens and with roosters. So with all of his might, imagine the middle of Shul, yeah? Imagine the middle of Shul. He starts going, But not Stam. I'm, I didn't grow up on a farm. So I don't know how to do it. I just know the story. You know, I'm copying the story. But he didn't just do it. He did it like the chickens and the, the chickens do it when they're running away from the roosters. You know what it sounds like? You ever spend some time on a farm? They know how to do it. On top of his lungs, because he wanted to daven with all of his soul. What's his davening? He's screaming. So you always have a gabai in the shul, right? Then what does the gabai do? He does his job. What's his job? Throw him out. You know? Throw him out. So he's going to place it? So he goes and he tells this kid, either sugar ice. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not a chicken farm. It's a shul. But the boy is overtaken by emotion and he's giving kukiriku. So he wants to start slapping him out. And the Balshemtiv's face suddenly became a glow with joy and he turned around and he showed that they, should, uh, they shouldn't touch him. He should let him continue. And later the Balshemtiv said that he felt you know, not good things coming, and nothing was helping, and this kukuriku, it changed everything. What's pshat? Exactly. He didn't need the system. He didn't need systems. Now, does that mean I should come to Shulim Kippur and start screaming kukuriku? If I do it, I'm going to be copying him. But if I could do it not copying him, then nishkefelech. And this is so, this is so important. It's, it's one of the Yisoydis in Yiddishkeit. We have systems. Right? We have systems. But we don't worship systems. You don't become obsessed by systems. What often happens is the system becomes obsessive. You lose sight of the Ein Soif. When you lose sight of Ein Soif, you have no space for Tshuva. In simple English, it means we start worshipping the people who look good and everything is perfect. And anybody who's imperfect has to be perfect. But you're not, so you make believe. But that's not where real truth happens. Yes, there's a system and there's Torah and there's mitzvahs and it's Ritzayin HaShlakadosh Baruch and it's Rechmasay. And as he says before, Tzadikim Lai Pogmu Kol Yemeim Chas V'Shalom. He uses the word Chas V'Shalom. Because that's the right word, Chas V'Shalom. But then you also have to understand that there's no hopelessness. The, the, cha- the, the power of this kukuriku was it went to the back end program, to the code. You know, to that, to the code that precedes everything. And to the code that precedes even the code. To that nekuda that precedes even the first code from which all the other codes come from. He went back to that source. How did he get to that source? Because in himself, he went to his own kukuriku. What's the kukuriku in a person? That's the chicken in you. The chicken in you is the primal, the primal part, right? With they call the, we have the reptilian brain, the mammalian brain. You go to the to the chicken inside of you. <laughs> the chicken inside of you is not sophisticated, but it's a chicken. That's why we do kapodas with a chicken. 
So that, that, that kukuriku transcended everybody's tefillah. What, what does that mean? It shows what it is, what's it, what its power is. And today we need lots of people screaming kukuriku, that's what we need. Whatever your kukuriku looks like. What does your kukuriku look like? You see, that kid at least knew what his kukuriku looked like. He knew when he wanted to speak to God, he knew what to say. <laughs> Many of us, we don't even know. Well, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> I don't even know. He knew what to say. Kukuriku! Ah! His etzim came out. Okay. Everybody have a beautiful day. Listen, when you get to that space, there's not so many ritzainas. <laughs> you want a thousand things only when you're not in touch with your ultimate ritzain. The primal ritzainas of people are very simple. I want to be connected. <laughs> I want to be loved. I want to love. I want to be attached. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes the Baal Shem Tov said, the pshittis for Naish Pashat is ein zach mit pshittis ha'atzmas. The simplicity of the simple Jew is one thing with the core simplicity of Hashem. There was a president of Israel, Zalman Shazar. So he once came to see the Lubavitcher Rebbe in the early 70s. He was the pres- serving president in Israel. So it was around 73, so a lot of Russian Jews came out in 72. So a lot of them came to Israel. A lot of Jews from Georgia came out and different parts of Russia. There was a certain exodus, a limited one, but a lot of Jews came out in 1972. So he spoke to the Rebbe and he said that he's meeting all these Russian Jews that came to Israel. And he said, you know, they're, they're precious Jews. You know, completely ignorant. So he said, he says, the Shreya, my father-in-law, he liked better the word, Anoshim Pshutim. Anoshim Pshutim. Simple Yidin. But he, again, in the conversation, he kept on saying, He didn't mean to put him down. He was just describing, you know, the, the lack of education in Russia. So a few times he corrected. Anoshim Pshutim. He said, Zog Anoshim Pshutim. Because the Amaretz brings out, you know, an Amaretz, you don't know anything. Anoshim Pshutim means, huh? An Amaretz is not a complimentary term. You know? Uh, yeah, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean to be the right. Just, just, it was just an expression. An Ishpashet means there's a simple person. Simplicity. Fakert, simplicity is the deepest. Simplicity is higher than sophistication. Right? The simplicity of a child, it's pure. An ishpashat is different. The Bashamtiv said the pshitis of an ishpashat touches the simplicity of Hashem. Why? The simplicity of an ishakayah, the simplicity of an ishpashat comes because he's not learned. He's not literate, he's not sophisticated, he's not intricate. That's true. It's kukuriku. But that has a purity that touches the core of everything beyond sophistication. And that was a vart. That, that was a perspective the Baal Shem Tov had to teach this because it wasn't obvious. Yeah, but the Al emphasizes. The Al himself, himself explains this. 
Well, the Rebbe wants you should understand even that. Even that should be in Chabad. That gufa should be understood. So it could be internalized. It, it has to be explained because, because Yiddishkeit does have a system. And what happened at the time of the Baal Shem Tov was, the system was so worshipped, which had tremendous advantages, but anybody who didn't fit in felt like a loser. The system broke down for so many, besides for elite. And externally too. And externally too. Besides all the tsaras and the shchitas and shapsi tzvi. So what had to happen was, you had to reveal the, the oymek, the mamamakim. The Baal Shem Tov revealed the mamamakim. The mamamakim, so there's a whole... Uh, Lamashal, Rabbi Avram told us once, when he was in Moscow, when he was in Russia, so he wanted to do a Pesach Seder, but you couldn't get a Haggadah. So he and his friends, where did they get, but they wanted to say the, they wanted to say the text. So where did they find the Haggadah? Encyclopedia. Like we have Encyclopedia Britannica, they have a Jewish encyclopedia in Russia. That was allowed in the communist country because even the computer wasn't allowed. So they took that encyclopedia and that's how they did the Haggadah. Now, does that, if I go to my house today and I open up an encyclopedia instead of a Haggadah, right? <laughs> well, you can't use a Haggadah. But you understand that what does it represent? Huh? So Pshit is for Naid. He'll find an encyclopedia and that's where he's going to read the Haggadah from. Okay, another shear in a few minutes. The next shear is Friday morning, 7.45, not Thursday, Friday. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.